Please help me welcome J. Lauren Norris. We are in studio today with um, a friend, a fellow speaker who has been on stage. And in this episode of Leading Leaders Podcast for the Story Power series, we're actually going to do a live coaching. Now, you've seen me do this a couple of times. We've had Trenton in the studio. We've had a couple of replays that were done at live events, but we have live in studio with us Anna Trippi. And I'm going to let her pronounce her name again because I mess it up every time. But right after she tells her story, I'm going to retell her story the same way that we do in class. Then we're going to kind of talk through what that process looks like. Thank you for being here today. Thank I really you appreciate so you much. driving all the way down from Plano, right? Or like the north side of Dallas, anywhere. Yes, North Dallas, Carrollton, Addison area. So really glad to be here. Yes, it was a bit of a drive, but it was all smooth sailing. It was nice to be up in the morning and just listen to. You got to drive right into the sunrise. Yes, exactly. Oh, it went from dark to light. I'm like, this is perfect. So, so. what did you think of our beach when you came into Granbury? <laughs> I know. I'm like, shoot, I wish. But it was really pretty, just like the drive down and everything. It was nice to be outside of the city, a little bit less traffic and whatnot. Yeah. So, yes. well, it's a cute little town if you get a chance to hang around for a while. We're literally yeah. like a block from the square. Yeah. We do have a beach. It's about 100 yards long. Um, I mean, it, it's hey. a beach. It's a sandy beach. It's a lake. There's boat ramps everywhere. I love so that. So it's a, it's a cute little town. But, yes. So let's talk a little bit about story. Yes. As a speaker, I know you use story and you talk about those moments of discovery in interviews and on podcasts and on the stage. Um, Let's talk about a story from your life. So I'm going to ask you just to think of a moment in your in your past Mm -hmm. that was an event that you lived through that was a lesson that you learned. But before you do that, I want you to tell me what your greatest call to action is, because my job is going to be to take that story as random as it may be and connect it to a call to action that's beneficial and profitable for you today. Mm. So what's your best call to action today? And this is a call to action toward myself or just for people in general? I, let's make it the one that's the most profitable for you. So buy my book, sign up for my program, join my coaching program, whatever that is, because I want it to be something that, and this is a truth that we know, right? Yeah. We don't offer coaching just because it pays our bills. Right. That's the side benefit. We offer coaching because it brings transformation to somebody's life. Totally. And the number of people that I encounter who feel like, well, I don't want to promote myself. I, I don't want to. I don't want to push myself on other people. I'm like, well, if you knew you could save their life, would you offer, or yeah. would you keep that to yourself? Totally. And so, in the world of coaching and, and training and, and the programs that we do offer to people, if we don't believe that it's going to bring a benefit to their life, then why would we do it in the first place? Yeah. And so, feeling guilty about asking for money doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. I mean, even nurses who do things out of the goodness of their heart, they spend tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars on training, Yeah. but they get paid very well to do what they do as well. Right. So I, I don't understand why people have a qualm about that. So <laughs> let's say the answer is yes, it's going to benefit you from a business standpoint because gotcha. you'll sell a book, sell a program, you know, bring on a new client, but it'll benefit them because that's why you do what you do. Yeah. Does that make that. sense? Yes. No, that okay. does make sense. Uh, I would say my call to action is to schedule a discovery session with me, like a one-hour okay. conversation to learn more about you, your passions, and your goals, and what's struggling or what struggles you're hitting 
in order to get there. Very good. All right. So now let's pick a random story yep. from any point in your life. Yep. And we're gonna I'm gonna watch the timer here for two minutes. Okay. So just tell me whatever story you want to, and then I'm gonna retell that story and attach your call to action to it. Okay. You don't have to worry about the call to action when you tell the story. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um so it was December 2023. I was sitting on the couch, my chest just hurting, feeling like an elephant was sitting on my chest. Felt like I couldn't breathe, my stomach hurt, and I didn't know what to do. Any food that I ate, even if it was something as simple as blueberries or even meat, my stomach would implode. It would just get huge and bloated. And for me, I was struggling a lot with why is this happening? I'm a healthy eater. I sleep the number of right hours. You know, I, I love myself and my body and all this kind of stuff, but something is missing here. And for me, it took a discovery of understanding what that actually meant. And I went through um, an inner healing training or program where I was able to start unrevealing, I guess, or just uncovering why that was happening. There was a lot of stress that was stored in my body and I didn't realize it even as working as a stress and burnout coach. It's like, wow, there is so much stress trapped in my body. And from there, when I was going through this program that I actually teach my clients as well, awareness, breakthrough, and how to actually move forward in it. <clears throat> I was able to actually get this stress out of my body where I literally was on the floor, on my hands and knees, screaming, having any sort of pain, pain, traumas, mom and dad stuff, whatever was going on, release from my body. And from that release, and before I should mention too, before this, I wasn't able to have bowel movements. It was only like once or twice a week. Wow. And now, since then, I've been able to have bowel movements every single day. And a lot of times we think that, you know, the next best thing for restoring that relationship with our body is to go on pain medicines or to take Advil or, you know, go to the doctor when in actuality it's how do we heal that emotional pain, those self-limiting beliefs or worries that are getting in our way from living our fullest, best life. And that's what I help people do as well, break those patterns or beliefs and actually get a sense of who they want to be and where they want to go. And then from there, how do you build that relationship with yourself, with others, and then with your work or school, with Christ in the center? Very good. Yes. Okay, Thank so that was a little over two minutes. And I'm going to take a moment because the, a large portion of what we want to do with this, this particular episode yeah. is focus on the power of story. Yeah. And so I'm going to take a moment to coach around that aspect of it. Love it. So I love the way your story started with on the, I'm on the couch, you know, the, I can't breathe. I've got the anxiety, you know, I'm immediately picturing people that I've seen in the middle of a panic attack. Yeah. And so all of the signs and symptoms of the panic attack, I can't breathe. I got digestive trouble. I've got all these problems in my body. And unless you read somebody like Dr. Caroline Leaf or Dr. Bruce Lipton, yeah. that relationship between your physical body, your biological body and your subconscious mind is detached. Yeah. Okay. So. I get that part of it. And in the story, you got probably 25 seconds in 
of an event or an incident happening. Mm -hmm. And so I think people who have experienced that moment may have begun re-experiencing it with you. Yeah. What I really find powerful mm -hmm. and, and what I saw in your story in your two minutes was the transition from that in about 15 to 20 seconds into teaching. Mm -hmm. What I find powerful in story is when there's an analogy or an anecdote mm. that doesn't sound like teaching, but all the principles come across. Mm. That makes sense. And so if you'd gone a little further with the story about not just how it felt physically, mm -hmm. but how it felt emotionally. Yeah. You know, as I'm laying there on the couch and I feel like I can't catch my breath, like an elephant sitting on my chest. That mm -hmm. was a great visual. Yeah. Uh, Nothing in my body is working right. Bowel movements. It doesn't matter what I eat. My stomach is bloated. It feels miserable. Yeah. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I feel like I'm completely out of control. My body and I are not working as one. I don't even know what to do with this. Yeah. Even though I've studied this area because this is what I coach on, I, I have no answers. I have no clue. I know that something's got to change. I can't stay like this. Yeah. I would walk around the house and stare out the window and pick up a book and not read through it and try to watch a movie and not get through it and all of these things. And so the power of that story kind of brings people in and invites mm. more people in to say, yeah, that was me. I tried, I started like seven different movies last week and I couldn't get through any of them. I just, I lost attention. I couldn't focus on anything. Yeah. And so the story is what draws them in mm. mm -hmm. and the teaching begins to take them down the path. But when you've got a great signature talk, that opening story or the story in each of the modules, so to speak, really draws them in to say, do I see myself in the picture? Mm, and so the, the look at the story that says, this isn't just my story, this is our story because we've both been here. And maybe it's not just you and me, it's all of us who have had a miscarriage, delivered a baby, raised teenagers, have grandchildren, had a car accident, had a motor motorcycle, like whatever the commonality is of that group of people, yeah. we all have experienced this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. And so that moment of anxiety, that panic attack, that anxiety attack yeah. is a very common thing these days. Yeah. And especially after COVID with people being isolated and, and their medical life being turned upside down, many of them. Yeah they don't even know where to go or who to trust. Yeah. I mean, you pick up the phone and call your doctor knowing they're going to tell you, you need to get this shot and this shot and this shot. And you're like, I don't want any of those. Yeah. <laughs> I want some advice. <laughs> exactly. I, give me some advice. I want some answers. That's yeah. what I want. Uh, so let's try that story again. Okay. And again, I love starting with I'm laying on the couch with an elephant on my chest kind of picture. I think that's yeah. great. Let's just spend a little more time inviting other people into that story mm. with the experiences of what that week was like. Yeah. Before we transition into teaching. Awesome. Okay. 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 I'll start with that. So it was December of 2023 and I was sitting on the couch and my chest was hurting. Felt like an elephant was sitting on my chest. It was hard to breathe. It was hard to move. And I felt so tired, but I was so nervous that I couldn't even fall asleep because I wow. didn't know, do I need to go to the hospital? Am I having a panic attack? Am I having a heart attack? I have no idea. And my thoughts were just swirling with nervousness, worry, and my body wasn't even functioning to the point where even if I were to just eat a blueberry or eat eggs or eat a piece of meat, my stomach would look like I was five weeks pregnant wow. when in actuality 
I wasn't. Not even <laughs> close to it. <laughs> no chance of that. <laughs> yes, not even close to it. Um, and during this time, even though I was a healthy eater, even though I went to sleep on time, even though I would exercise daily, my body was so exhausted. I felt depleted. I felt like I was doing what I loved, and I do what I love, but it came with a sense of exhaustion, depletion. There's got to be something better out there. I know that this is impacting my body in a way that is deteriorating my mind, my body, and my spirit. Very good. Thank you. Okay, so from right there, we can easily transition into if you found yourself, yeah. right? Which is kind of that who do you help and how yeah. transition of the call to action. Yeah. So now you can begin to move into if you found yourself confused, worried, anxious, nothing seems to make any sense. You're doing all the right things. You're eating right. You're exercising. You're sleeping well. You're getting plenty of hydration. And yet your body doesn't seem to cooperate mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. Maybe it's not your body at all. Yeah. And I'd love to have a discovery call with you. I love that. So the... So let me take the, the whole two-minute story and kind of walk through that. Yeah. We've kind of done that a little bit, but I want, I want to spend a little more time on it. Yeah. Um, before I do that, though, I want to say some of, the, some of the stuff that we work on in the one-on-one -on -one coaching mm -hmm. is the intentionality of the word choices, okay. uh, what I call the avatar window. So opening it up, others call it universalizing the story, but opening the story up to say, you may have felt like this when... So for some people, they're immediately going to relate to that anxiety attack, the panic attack. I think this time you even added the heart attack. You know, that's a possibility because mm -hmm. it physically, it feels very much the same. Yeah. And yet the confusion is the same, right? You're like, what is going on with me? I, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. Getting to the, to the punchline, if you will, and saying, in the end, I noticed it's really my subconscious mind attacking me from another angle. Mm. It, it's all the past that I'm dealing with, right? There are going to be some people that immediately jump off the train when you say it's inner healing because mm -hmm. to them that sounds like a spooky mystical word. Yeah, I'm a little scared of that. Yeah. But ways of saying, I didn't know my mind was playing tricks on me. Mm. Right. So inner healing, mind playing tricks on me. Everybody's heard the phrase mind playing tricks on me and, and it happens to people. I mean, if you've ever taken your glasses off and driven at night, you're like, is that a house coming yeah. down the road at me? <laughs> no, it's a dump truck. You know, yeah. <laughs> put your glasses back on. But your mind does play tricks on you yeah. and it does it not just visually or in things that you hear. It does it in the way your body feels, the way your body reacts to something, the sensations and the senses of your body that sometimes lie to your brain. Yeah. Uh, I heard Dr. Gary Brecka say the other day something that was just confounded me. He said, did you know the brain has no nerve endings? I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, the brain has no nerve endings. So when you think you have a headache, it's not your brain that hurts. Hmm. Interesting. I said, okay, what is it? Yeah. He said, there's a sheath around the outside of the brain mm -hmm. that is for every human designed a specific size. Hmm. And when the brain swells or the brain shrinks, that sheath undergoes movement and yeah. it doesn't like that. Yeah. And that sheath has thousands of nerve cells in it. And so it tells you. But he said nine times out of ten, even what we would call a migraine headache, can be cured by the right hydration with yes. the right minerals. So drinking water is one thing. Having Celtic salt before you drink your water changes the value of your water mm -hmm. in your body. Mm -hmm. I was like, really? 
<laughs> but Barbara O'Neill says the same thing. Caroline Leaf says the same thing. Yeah. So even something as simple as a headache that's almost blinding, yeah. re-nutritionalizing the body in the proper way fixes all that. Totally. Okay, so is that inner healing? Or is that holistic medicine? Mm. Or is that nutrition? Yeah. Or is that just understanding that your body is a machine? Mm. And so suddenly those interplaying words, which seem so woo-woo, yeah. uh, they take on a whole new meaning when you realize, okay, so you don't really have a headache the way you think you have a headache. Right. Your mind is playing tricks on you. And different. So the anxiety could be a subconscious thing. It could be a nutritional thing. Mm -hmm. Could be both. Right. Right. So we want to choose the words yeah. Love in order for the audience to understand. Yeah. And then also understanding that You've been on stages, uh, we've shared stages together where yeah. one audience would have been all about the woo-woo and the other audience would have been, you should never pray about that, yeah. right? And so those two different audiences, they're going to react to those different words in a different way. Yeah. So if you say this is spiritual warfare or this is your body playing tricks on you or your mind playing tricks on you or this is a need for inner healing, those meanings and applications may be interchangeable. Mm -hmm. So the words can be interchanged based on the audience that's in front of you. Yeah. So one sense. of the things that I teach my clients over a long period of time is make sure that you have enough stories because sometimes it's the story that changes. Mm -hmm. It's not the meaning. It's right. not the teaching point. Yeah, just but when the funnels. audience rotates out, you want a different story to connect with that audience because the lingo in that story, the event of that story... So if you were telling that story, most people who have experienced panic attacks, anxiety attacks, mm -hmm. are probably going to be 50 plus. Yeah. They're going to look at you and go, girl, what are you, 20? How can you possibly be going through that kind of stuff right now? What's going on in your world that, you know, we've yeah. got a job and a career and retirement. And blah, blah, blah. How can you be experiencing that? Yeah. And without any deeper understanding... They just rule out that credibility. Mm -hmm. But there's probably another place, because I know you've talked about self-love and, and looking at yourself in the mirror and going, you're not all that, and, and understanding that. Mm -hmm. The story that maybe replaces that one is another story that says, I want to connect with you from a parental standpoint or from an age parallel standpoint or um, from a work industry standpoint. Because mm -hmm. I know you had a very stressful job in your, in your past life. Mm -hmm. All of those are things that people can relate to. Yeah. And your age is misleading to some people. They're like, what kind of credentials and credibility do you have? But a single statement about when I did X before, people go, oh. Mm -hmm. uh, Brendan Burchard had the same issue. Yeah. Uh, he looks very young. He's extremely intelligent, yeah, probably right. IQ in the 160s. But he looks very young. And before anybody knew who he was or really saw the results that he was getting, yeah. uh, people would look at him and go, who are you to tell me this? And then he's like, oh, yeah, I spent 10 years in arbitration. And they're like, what, would you start when you were 12? Yeah. Right? So having that youthful look sometimes is a challenge. Yeah. But the minute he started talking about his credentials and credibility together, the things that I've done, what I've learned, and who I've helped, that changes the whole game. Totally. So totally. there should be stories in your repertoire that... that yeah can easily be pulled out like a very small dagger where one line or one sentence says, here's what I've accomplished. Right. Because it kind of changes everything. Okay. Uh, you may remember Jeff Savage from uh, the event where we met. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff is a phenomenal athlete. Um, it's one thing for him to take the platform and give ideas about exercise and fitness. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to see the picture in his house where there's like 37 gold medals from marathons and you're like, 
did you buy those? He's like, no, I earned every single one of them. And then you think what it takes to run in a marathon. Yeah. And so again, that credibility comes back in there. It's not just the declaration. It's the experience necessary to reach that level. Yeah. And so there's a lot of value in that as well. Mm-hmm. So I've said a lot to say your story has a lot of merit. There's probably places to interchange some words to be able to touch a different audience with that. Totally. Um, and a place maybe just to insert a little credibility. Now, the one other thing that I would say about the story as you've told it uh, mm-hmm. is both times you start with a date and time. Mm-hmm. I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't see how that date and time is relevant specifically. Mm. Um, yeah. Just because it, it wouldn't matter if it happened yesterday or five years ago. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, you know, if, if you were saying March 31st, right? There's one story that I that I tell that I talk about. It was beginning to rain, and my wife walked down the sidewalk onto the driveway, into the street, carrying the last box of the most precious things to her. You know, the ones you don't want in the moving truck. And as we walked away from the dream house that we built together, mm-hmm. and she loaded her belongings in the car, it started to rain on Valentine's Day. Mm. Okay. That kind of sets a mood. We're mm-hmm. walking away from our dream house. Things are not working out the way they're supposed to. She's carrying her most precious belongings. And it's Valentine's Day. Mm. This kind of doubles the heartbreak. The year doesn't matter. Yeah. The time of day doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's Valentine's Day. That adds to the drama, right? Mm. And so using the date in that way, you might say, it was March of 2020. And I woke up and realized, I don't have a job anymore. Like half of America, I don't have a job yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so all of the anxiety is weighing on me and I feel like an elephant is sitting on my chest. Yeah. See, there's a whole, the timing and the relevance is enormous at yeah. that point. But December of 23, unless later in that story you say, this is the day that I got the call that my mother was gone or my dad was gone or something of that nature. Yeah. Then there would be some significance to the timing. That makes sense. That so makes sense. I would say... Yeah. Leave that out, jump to the middle of the action. I'm sitting on the couch with an elephant sitting on my chest. I mean, not literally, but that's what it felt like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's awesome. No, thank you. Any other thoughts on your story? That. How do you transition from, you know, the story piece to more of the, I don't know if it's a call to action, but just that transition so that people feel like really compelled to just not connect, not even to buy, but just even to connect and have that conversation. Well, so we, we both know that people buy emotionally yes. and then justify logically later, right? Yes. So really what we're not trying to do is convince them to buy the product. They're convincing right. them to buy us. Right. And so for me, that's the reason that I use story mm-hmm. is to get through that story. So they're like, oh, you get it. You feel what I have felt. You've yeah. been where I have been. And so it's really a lot less difficult to make that transition. Really, all you have to do is tell them there's a way. Yeah. So that might sound something like this. And we'll close with this. I found myself sitting on the couch. It was like an elephant was sitting on my chest. I couldn't breathe. My body suddenly wasn't mine. I bowel movements didn't work. I couldn't eat right. Now I was doing all the right things. I had taken care of my nutrition. I was getting ample sleep. I was getting ample rest. I was hydrated exactly the way the doctor said I was. I I was even exercising on a regular basis. And yet my body feels like it's shutting down. I'm isolated. I'm confused. I pick up a book. I couldn't read through it. I'd watch a movie. I couldn't get through it. Life was just a daze for me. And I could not figure out why. 
Do I call the doctor? Do I go to the ER? Do I get a shot? Do I take a pill? Do I need some supplements? Do I need some pharmaceutical over-the-counter drug? I don't know the answer to these questions. And, and the heartbreaking thing was, this is the field of study that I've been in, and I didn't realize that my body playing tricks on me, my, my body playing mind games with me, was exactly what I'd been studying. See, I'm looking at it even in this moment like my body is one thing and my mind is something else. And the relationship between them wasn't as clear to me as it is today. Now, maybe you found yourself in that place where you know your mind plays tricks on you. And sometimes your body does things and you're like, why is that happening? That doesn't even make any sense. I'm not 50 years old. I'm not out of shape. I'm not dealing with heart disease. None of those things are true of me. And yet my body is acting like it is true. What gives? Well, I can tell you, after all the research that I've done and the experiences that I've been through, the things that I've studied for other people, your body, your mind, they're directly related. And when your mind's playing tricks on you, sometimes your body pays the price. I would love just to spend an hour with you on a discovery call and see if I can help you identify what that relationship is where your mind is playing tricks on you and the body's paying the price. And perhaps if we can figure out what that looks like, I can even help you walk through the price, the the walk through the steps necessary to get your mind back in place, to get your body back to subjected to your mind where you feel like you're in more control of who you are. If I can help you with that, this is how you can reach me. How's that feel? Woo, that's good. That's like straight <laughs> fire. That was good. No, I love that. And it's, you know, that transition between this is what I'm experiencing, mind, body, spirit, but this is what you can get as a result, right, of being able to, you know, if you relate, kind of showing like that end goal for them of like yeah. connecting the mind and the body, getting an understanding of why the body is paying the price and whatnot. So I love that. And just a little like, hey, if you relate, if you resonate, connect with me, you know. It, it, it is amazing. Yeah, well, and it's amazing how many people feel like the minute they place that call to action, that's when they need to start stacking their credentials. Right. And for some people, that credential is I'm certified in this, I have a, a license in this, I've studied this, I've trained under this. And all those things are important, but that list at the end of having connected with them emotionally mm. and relationally is a downer. Yeah. Right? Totally. I, it reminds me of, contrast-wise, it reminds me of all those videos we see on The Gold Digger where the decent-looking guy approaches a really hot girl, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm not interested because he's pushing a bicycle. And then he ties the bicycle with a pole and climbs in a Lamborghini. She's like, oh, wait, I'm interested now. <laughs> I'm like, when does that happen? Yeah. I mean, seriously. <laughs> Why is he pushing a bike around in the first place? You know it's a setup. Right. But the, that dichotomy of thought mm. that switches from this is what I thought it was to this is what it really is, mm -hmm. that's what happens in the mind of the buyer or the potential client when we go from connecting, connecting, connecting to selling. Mm. But if we spend all the time helping them to see, I get it, mm -hmm. we're related in this aspect at least, yeah. then they feel like they've got buy-in to you. They trust you. They know you. Mm. And so whatever that engagement is with you, they're ready to take that chance. Now they may ask later, you know, that tactical buy. Now that I've bought emotionally, I want to justify it logically. They may come back and go, okay, so if I do work with you, what are the promises? What are the guarantees? What are the results going to look like? Yeah. What will that feel like for me? What's it going to cost me? And how do I know you're the right one? Mm -hmm. But if we can't even get them into that part of the conversation, because we start with the credentials and the sales pitch too early, right. then we lose them. Yeah. So even in the signature talk, um, 
which I, I give credit to Pat Quinn and, and Pete Vargas, the signature talk starts with a story that says, here's, here's why I'm the right person to do this. Then it kind of breaks down two or three of the steps to say, here's how what I've learned is going to benefit you. And then it gives an invitation and said, you know, if you feel like what you've learned in this brief time that we've been together has been beneficial for you, here's what you can do to really exponentially yeah. increase that. Love and that. then here's why that's going to benefit you. And that's when I, when I work with clients, I tell them in that closing story, what you really want to do is paint the forward vision. So it's, it's not just envisioning with them, it's future casting for them. Yeah. I see you walking out of the, the, the living room. No longer worried about the elephant on your chest. No worried about. No longer worried about your body being doing its regular things the way it's supposed to, but operating at the, at the highest level, functioning the way that it's meant to. Mm. And I know there's a way that we can get there, and I can help you walk through it. That's awesome. Excellent. I appreciate your time today. We've got yes. a little bit over time, but we got a little bit of editing to do too. So thank you, Anna, for being here. Absolutely. Thank you for thank having you. me. This is fantastic. I want to say thank you to all of you who've watched Leading Leaders Podcast today. If you've enjoyed this broadcast, make sure you connect with Anna. Uh, we'll put her links in the subject line and in the content a little bit lower. Uh, we're connected on social media, so you can easily find her on my friends list. And if you are struggling with any of those kind of things, like why is my body playing tricks on me and my mind playing tricks on me, uh, reach out to Anna, have a conversation with her. She won't charge you for the first like two and a half minutes. The rest of it, I can't promise. But for at least a couple of minutes, you can you can pick her brain and, and get some wisdom from her. And if you feel like, hey, I like the way you work with people on Story, then I am available. You can find me at storypowercoach.com. Uh, schedule a free call right there. Love to chat with you. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell It Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Lauren is a master teacher on storytelling, and I learned so much. Um, I'm really going to have to sit down and go back through everything, and I think I might have to have some more coffees with Lauren, but uh, it was totally worth my time, and I really highly recommend it if you're looking to grow your ministry, grow your business, uh, grow your career. Uh, Lauren will serve you well. Thank you. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.